When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market. At Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Looking to sell property in Glasgow? Call Kayleigh and the team on 0141 374 Let's go! Good evening, this is Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. You know the number, 0808 17 17 700. After a weekend when Celtic dropped more points, two points dropped at Petaudry. Rangers can go top tomorrow night on goal difference if they beat the Dons by more than two goals. We're going the lines in a second or two. Barry, you did say months ago when Michael Beale left after the game with Aberdeen, the league isn't over. It's a long shot, but Rangers could come back. My goodness, they're uh, three points and two goals away. Yeah, it was certainly a long shot, yep. Paul. But um, no, the, the, the difference in, in the three or so months that the manager's been here is um, is night and day. Um, what he's done to the squad, he's filled them with confidence. They're playing, um, they're playing a good brand of football. And um, as I said, they go and win the game tomorrow night with two or more goals. They, they can go top of the league. And if you'd says to me, that would have been the case before Philip Clement came in. I thought you would have been crazy. Um, so, yeah, good professional performance against Livingston. Um, over 30 attempts on goal and it was a comf- comfortable afternoon um, for Rangers in the end. And Mark, he's manager of the month and that's no surprise for Philippe Camelon. The only thing that didn't happen for him was the game with Celtic. But it's quite some record. Yeah, uh, he's been really good, uh, Paul. And, you know, obviously the, the result speaks for themselves. They managed, he's, he's managed to take advantage of any Celtic slip-up by winning on a regular basis, by getting the best out of this, the squad they inherited was very fragile. But for me, another important thing, Paul, if you want to draw a contrast on both sides of the city, one thing that hasn't happened um, under Philippe Camorn, which is a positive, there's been no negativity, no unnecessary headlines, no signs of any disrespect towards Celtic. Michael Beale ticked all of those boxes and brought unnecessary pressure into his football club that he didn't need to do. Took the focus away from winning games of football. Now you flip it. You look at Celtic. They were top of the table. They are still top of the table. They're treble winners last season. They've got a great manager, loads of money in the bank, a good squad, but they're surrounded in negativity uh, at the moment. But Rangers, because of the new manager, has kept everything in-house and kept everything focused and clean. Here's a big Rangers fan on the line, Sean. Hi, Sean. All right, guys, how you doing? Yeah, good, thank Hi, you. What about you? I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Hopefully Rangers get the three goals to go to the league, but I think it, it will be a lot tougher because Neil, uh, the Aberdeen manager, he knows how to uh, play defensive football. He's done that most of his career with teams he's managed. So, I so and it, it's good for you, Paul, because you're actually younger than the manager now. <laughs> Good shout, Sean. Thank you for that. Barry, what about the Neil Warnock uh, appointment? Are you surprised? Um, yeah, well, listen to his, his uh, interview um, today on, on TV. It's clear that it's a stopgap just now to Aberdeen um, going and make sure they can get the right man for the job. Listen, one thing about Neil Warnock is he's got a lot of experience. He's been managed 15 clubs down south um, yep he's getting on a bit but he knows the game inside out so it'll be interesting to see how the 
the final three or so months go for him. Um, and he's got a he's got a tough one tomorrow night at Ibrox. Do you think Rangers are going to win the title now, Barry? Would you say? That... I, I think they're in a good place. Like, I, I, I've I've been open and honest about it in terms of with Rangers closing the gap. I think it is really going to go down to the wire, Paul. I firmly believe that. I still think there'll be a couple of points dropped here and there, but the big ones are the two old firm games. What are you seeing? If you were in the tunnel as the Rangers captain, what do you see now in the Celtic team? What's happened? What's changed? I just think they're going through one of the spells as, as teams do, Paul, and your top players aren't firing in all cylinders. Um, and you need to take advantage of that when it happens and, and clearly Rangers are. The difference I've seen in Rangers, certainly the being at the game on Saturday, when it gets to 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes there's a bit of noise in, in the stadium but there's a real, there's no panic, there's a real calmness and I think that filters onto the pitch and I think that's really helping the, the Rangers team because it, it took them to 40 minutes to break the deadlock against Livingston and um, there was, as I said, in the stands they were right behind the team and I think at this moment in time that's that's a big plus for the, the Rangers players. Did they go in with an extra spring because they saw the Celtic result, the 1-1 at Petaudry at lunchtime? Well, Mark mentioned it, you've got to take it you've got to take advantage when your your fellow title chasers drop points and and sometimes the games against the teams nearer the bottom are the tough ones because Livingston came and sat it sat really, really deep and made it hard for Rangers. But listen they were the, they, they got as I said they finally got that that goal in 40 minutes and then after that goal Paul it was just it was they were an easy street um, but Rangers are doing what they need to do they need to concentrate number one and that's making sure they win win games of football Mark we'll talk more Celtic in a moment or two and you can't talk about Rangers at the moment without talking about Celtic yeah. what would you say to Sean at the moment do you think Celtic are still going to win the title or I know it's hard to tell just now. <sighs> yeah, I think was it Friday night we were yeah. talking. I, I think I said maybe fifty-one forty-nine. Mm-hmm. Celtic still favourites. Um, right now, Paul, I would flip that fifty-one forty-nine Rangers. Yeah, I would flip that. There's momentum there. Uh, Celtic are in. I would say behind the scenes, it's an unhappy football club. The connection with the supporters isn't there. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of venom directed towards the Celtic board, directed towards Peter Lawwell, directed towards other people um, at the football club. And uh, I think maybe the Celtic board need to sit down and um, come out with, with some answers, with something for their, for their supporters because if they, if they don't, it's as though they're taking them for granted, Paul. And, and, and that's what, right, they've got to remember the supporters are lifeblood of the club. They put in around £40 million a year into their into their football club and they're very angry a lot of them are very angry yeah. you go online you read the bloggers a lot of them are very angry with how the football club is at the moment and um, Michael Nicholson Chief Executive what does he think? You know, what is he doing? Is he control? Is he in control of, of what's going on at the club? Or is it still Peter Lawman? A lot of people think it's still Peter Lawman and it might not be Michael Nicholson never hear from him Chief, the executive. Chief Executive of a football club yeah. every now and again You've got to come out and speak to your supporters. How you choose to do that, the club channels, national newspapers, radio, TV, is up to you. But you're a chief, the chief executive of Celtic Football Club, and there's hardly been a word from him. I think Michael Nicholson, his chief executive, has got to come out and show some leadership from from the football club and speak directly to the club supporters. Sean, as a Rangers fan, if you go top of the table tomorrow, can you stay there? I think if Rangers get to maybe the middle of the month, 
see that game in Holland on uh, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. See if Rangers win that and they're still top of the league, I'll, I'll put my head and I'll say Rangers will win the league. The now I'll say it's 50-50. But if Rangers get the, the game in hand and win that, I'll say Rangers just <laughs> edge it. And Barry, as you know, four years ago or three years ago, he predicted the 25, 26 points in it, the Rangers would win it. And at this time, people said, are you kidding? Are you crazy? And he was right. And it's not going to be that. What would you say to Sean? Yeah, I think Rangers are in a good place. What I like about this Rangers team and the manager, he ain't, he won't allow them to get carried away. Mark says a, a word, there's respect here. He knows what he's up against and he respects all the opponents. Um, and he won't allow them to get carried away he'll keep their feet in the ground and it'll be in business as usual today training ahead of the game tomorrow night to make sure they get three points and if they do get that three uh, three goals Paul they can go top of the league and the confidence boost that would give the group of players would be enormous John Silva got a goal at the weekend should do his confidence no end of good yeah I, I thought it was a good goal so hope for that does give his confidence um, good I'm so disgusted we didn't get Shankland because I think he would have uh, made his death over in the league but the transfer window's shut now so we just need to move on but at least he got his goal hopefully it'll do him a bit of confidence good in but I still don't think he's a number nine Yeah uh, Silva's not a number nine he looked so confident at the weekend Shankland got two goals didn't he scored a great goal a penalty and Majofsky at Aberdeen the two strikers we were talking about Mark maybe coming to Glasgow and of course they're not well I have to say again Lauren Shankland Paul what a performance uh, against Dundee at Dens Park you can see it's only Dundee but Dundee are doing well just now and it's at Dens Park a bit of pressure Paul see if you'd ask me to vote right now for the play of the year I'd vote Lauren Shankland he's my play of the year right now because you look at his overall contribution uh, to Hearts, you look at the goals he scored, you look at, as I say, the overall contribution, the captaincy, everything. He's not just a goal scorer. And he's got his flaws, of course he has. He would have been playing in Scottish football if he was perfect. But for me right now, he's uh, he's a pick of the bunch. And Miofsky, what a beautiful goal. Left foot, you know, just ran at the Celtic defence and cutting on his left as he was always going to do and curled a, a, a wonderful finish uh, past Joe Hart. But if, just to dissect the, the goal from a Celtic point of view, uh, Bernabé, as I said many times, and I said on Friday night, with the greatest of respect to him, he should not be anywhere near a Celtic jersey. And the fact that he couldn't make a simple 10-yard pass from A to B to a teammate put Celtic in that uh, initial trouble. It's appalling that Celtic did not get another left back in during that window. Absolutely appalling. Barry, it was surprising, wasn't it? And only only had a few days, but with the money in the bank, the half-year results are coming out in the next few days. It was £70 million in the bank the last time round. Um, it's surprising, Barry, isn't it? You said last week, I think they need to get a left back. Yeah, they're just surprised that they didn't do any more business and bring two players in. Um, but there must be reasons behind that, Paul. Maybe the players weren't available or he wasn't given um, money to spend so you just need to wait and see um, why the reason that that happened but in terms of the goal now I know it was a, a, a bad pass for Burnaby but he's uh, obviously still got a lot to do mm. um, but the Celtic defending you joke him as much as you can and then when you allow your fellow defenders to get in then you've got got to make point of contact mm. and he's allowed um, Miofsky into the box and when you allow a player of that quality into the box his best attribute is his finishing, and he's going to he's going to have a right good chance of scoring that goal. So I I think both there was two mistakes in that Celtic goal. I thought as well he was very unlucky 
the one that he was offside. What a lovely yeah. bit of skill, uh, lovely yeah. quick feet. Just dinked it past. Um, um, He's getting better and better. Sure. Uh, I he, yeah. he really thrived, yeah. and it's almost as if he went out with the mentality. I'm going to show you guys what yeah. you were missing now. A Celtic's genuine was in. A Celtic's interest was genuine. I've no idea. I suspect he was. I suspect he was on the on the list and have decided for whatever reason not to pursue it. But at 23 years old, he looks nice. a perfect fit for Celtic. Yep. You know? yeah, he's getting better and better for sure. Sean, it's some week of football, isn't it? Wednesday night, you've got Hibs Celtic live in Sky. Tomorrow night, you and Nacho will sit down to Rangers against Aberdeen. Eight o'clock kickoff. It's going to be some game, isn't it? What do you think is going to happen? Well, it's got, it's got yeah. to be blockbuster. I think it's got to be. I think it's put a extra spice to the game. I'll be sitting down with my couple of uh, with me and the dog, and hopefully Rangers get 3 0 and Hibs day something in Wednesday. And, All right. Uh, I'll, I'll make it even better. <laughs> exactly. It'll just, maybe, it'll just maybe make your airlines a bit more crazy. <laughs> and of course, Neil Warnock has a. He's made no secret of the fact, Barry, that you know he's got a great affection for Rangers. <laughs> so the Aberdeen fans, when they hear that, they'll. <laughs> so you better go off to a, a yeah. good start. Well, leave it to after yeah. tomorrow he'll need to yeah. go off to a good start or he'll be under severe pressure yeah. have you, it's did it's you come up against him Barry did you play against his I played against you his team yeah a few times yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean he's been about a long time oh, sure um, and, I, and I thought when he le- left his last job it was Huddersfield yeah. did a I good thought, job didn't yeah, he that's him uh, going to hang the, the jacket <laughs> up and, and spend a bit of time with his family but listen he's, he's obviously still got that fire in his belly he wants to still manage he's never managed in Scotland he's yeah. always wanted to do that so this is the opportunity for him to come up and show that he's he's still got it as a manager I take it the fact he's been given the job Paul that Aberdeen's number one candidate is not available just now and that's why they've they've given it so for example I think the two like if, if it is Neil Lennon mm-hmm. um, he'll be waiting to see if, he, if, if the Republic of Ireland job is there for him if it is Jack Ross, maybe he can't get out of his contract mm-hmm. until the end of the season. Um, at Newcastle, maybe there's different compensation involved. So, look, Aberdeen are no danger of going down, but what they should be doing is really pushing into that top six, putting a bit of distance uh, between the top half of the table and the bottom half. And having a run in the cup, I mean, he's got a, he's got a gift on Saturday yeah. with the great suspected Bonnie Rig at home. Bonnie Rig, that should be a cracker and you're into the last state of the, the cup and anything can happen from there Sean, on in. you were going to say... I, that's what I was just got to say. He actually says he stays in Scotland as well. That's right, Dunoon. Yep. He's got a house in Scotland. I, I didn't actually know that. So, there you are. Aye. Sean I think we've got a house there he's uh, yeah he's got connections there and he goes over to see the ton he goes yeah, to, to Mont- a couple of bricks uh, in there he seems to support every team up here exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much you'll soon find out about the rivalry between Rangers and Aberdeen it's always feisty yeah. I always enjoyed yeah. these games I heard him speaking to Graham Soonis this morning mm. uh, with Jim on TalkSport and uh, that was that was good chat it's always hear, needle you know, oh, it's yeah. always a needly game but they're mm. the games that you, you enjoy um, after the Celtic game was that your the game you were yep. yeah. always when the fixtures come out right mm-hmm. when's the first one against Celtic and then second was always looked um, forward to going up to Pataudry because there was um, you know what it's like up there you've been up there many a times yeah. as well Mark it's a very feisty place to play your football but I always enjoyed going up there and it was even better when you won Spent a week up there one night <laughs> some of the games as an old guy. It's, uh, it is some place to go and play. So Aberdeen weren't in the Celtic penalty area in the first half, as you know, mm. Mark, having watched the game. So yeah. again, Celtic's problem is uh, just not finishing teams off. Well, they didn't even start. They got the goal from Palmer. It was uh, disallowed. It was offside. Yeah. We'll do VAR I mean, in how, a how, how long did that yeah. take? Oh, what happened was, was there that, a problem with the communications or something apparently no but Paul see what else I said no see when it's as clear as that 
Why is the linesman no flagging? That's a no-brainer yeah. for like that's a linesman no do you shouldn't need VAR for that. That is a straightforward decision where the our officials are now too reliant on VAR and, and it's wrong. That was a straightforward mm. flag up offside on with the game. Let's do VAR shortly. Let's hear from both managers. Philippe Clement, everyone talking about you getting close to Celtic. Some people at Celtic would say, well, we'd still rather be in their position with the points in the bag. Philippe Clement said, we're not focused on Celtic. No, I, I told you guys, and, and I hope you guys believe me because I'm not somebody who lies about things. Sometimes I don't say everything. That's true. I cannot say everything. But it's really important in football to focus on yourself. And we can look at the ranking uh, the last two, three games of the season because maybe you need to do a tactical thing that one point is enough or whatever. But before not, we, we don't need to be busy with what others are doing or not doing. We need to be busy with ourselves to be ambitious to, to try to win every game and to grow and to grow as a team and to grow as individual. And all the players are busy with that. So there's no difference anymore about other teams playing before us and what result they have or playing after us what result they have we just focus with ourselves I believe in Paul yeah and, and that is the way to be you can only you can only affect Celtic when you actually play against them so he's got two games against them and what he's going to, what he'll have to do I think if Rangers are going to become champions and I've just made them ever so slight favourites mm-hmm. he'll need to beat Celtic he'll need to beat them at, at some stage whether it's at Ibrox or, or, or at Celtic Park after the, the split Probably if one of if one of them takes four points out of six, I think they'll become um, league champions. So Michael Beale couldn't beat Celtic in a game that mattered. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst managed it and it led to Rangers winning the Scottish Cup. So the next stage for Clement is to keep going the way he's going, but then showing that he can put out a team that beats Celtic. And if he can do that, that is a massive step towards the title. Barry? Yeah, he's just yeah. focusing on number one. That's all you yeah. can do. You can only affect what's in front of you and he needs to win games of football and, he, and he's certainly doing, doing that and he's taking advantage when your closest rivals drop points. Um, and, and listen, he's straight to the point. I think everybody gets that. He's um, he's really professional. He's really focused on what's in front of him. Uh, and there's still a lot of football, a lot, a lot of football to be played. It was 1-1 at Petordry, as you know. Afterwards, Brendan Rodgers. Two points dropped. We uh, had chances in the first half and, and, and good chances and you could see Robert Dean were that little bit nervous in the game and, and we had to try and exploit that. The second half we never, you know, we were loose with our passing and obviously I think the big thing when you're playing in, in, in this type of game is that you've got to be able to win your first, second, third balls when it's the direct ball and, and, and be able to, you know, counter-press really well in order to, to stop them breaking out. So so for their goal, we were loose with our pass and then they make two passes and they the, the guys in on goal, so um, so we're disappointed with that. Reaction of the players was, was really good. They, they obviously threw everything at the game and um, looked like we were we could get the goal and good for Nick that he gets his gets his first goal. And then after that, it was just about trying to keep knocking on the door and see if we could make the breakthrough, but it didn't quite happen. So so overall. Disappointing for us to drop two points. Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Thanks for making the switch. More and more people getting us either live between five and seven or wherever you get your downloads on the app. Celtic drop more points at the weekend. Rangers win against Livingston. Other headlines, Hearts 3-2 at Dundee. Double for Lauren Shankland. St Mirren, what a result for them. 3-0 against Hibbs. Brilliant performance. And St. Johnson taking the points against Ross County. Mark, 
you were thinking there about St Mirren your old club you're a former goalkeeper there but my goodness the Alec Gogic back at his old club yeah. what a start yeah, yeah it was a brilliant result for St Mirren I have to be honest I didn't see it coming I fancied uh, how was big uh, credit to, to Stephen Robinson and, and they won very very comfortably um, Paul was a really good performance um, and uh, Nick Montgomery's under a bit of pressure by all accounts so how supporters just not taking to him and I think he needs to be careful Barry for the Saints it's one of the standout results to you wasn't it that St Mirren under Stephen Robinson they had a bit of a wobble for a short time around Christmas but my goodness they're back yeah they're sitting comfortable in, in fifth place as well Paul it's a, a great result to go to Easter Road albeit Hibs I watched them uh, the week before last against Rangers and I thought they were really poor um, but listen St Mirren what, what, a, what a job he's doing there what a job with a very low budget as well um, he's done wonders in the in the transfer market and he's got some good players very well set up they're obviously a very well coached team as as well but um, yeah top result for St Mirren What are you thinking about the West of Scotland derby Motherwell against Kilmarnock and 1-1 at the end Barry? Yeah I, I think Derek will, will be happy with taking a point away from Fir Park um, no doubt about that um, I'm sure Motherwell would, are desperate for the three points but I think overall it was a, a fair result Lewis Mayo getting the Kelly goal and then Spittle feeding the bear, Theo Bear, for the Theo goal. Bear, yeah. I mean, the transformation in, in Theo Bear is incredible. And I watched yeah. him a number of times at St Johnston. It was a lovely guy, but I, I mean, just wouldn't have backed him to have this scoring run, you know, not at all. Um, it just didn't look as if he had that in his locker for, for whatever reason, but credit to him. He's found somewhere that suits him, Stuart Kettlewell, and uh, he's banging the goals. And, and, and for Coman, it was a lovely strike by, by Mayo. Um, over the piece of point away from home, uh, Van Veen making his debut getting yeah. booked uh, <laughs> as well so no listen Coman are doing wonderfully well Paul they really really are and for Motherwell that's uh, one win in 19 games but it's not a defeat Barry at least they're picking up some points that's the important thing yeah. I know they're no winning games of football but as long as you're, you're taking something from uh, the games in that last week against St Johnson it's a mm. point away and it's another point at the weekend against Kilmarnock and I, st- I still think Motherwell have got We'll have too much, Paul. I don't think they'll get dragged into that relegation battle. And what about Ross County losing uh, at home to St. Johnson? What a strike from Benji Kimpioke, his first yeah, goal. And what a job yeah. Craig Levine's done huh? since he's mm-hmm. up there. Um, first written away. off by quite a lot of people. I'm sure it was a bit of a surprise with St. Johnson going for Craig Levine. But yeah, he's done done a good job up there. Um, I think the January market was important. He brought in a few players to strengthen the team. And it's a cracking result up at up at Dingwall for them. We're looking back to Saturday. We will do VAR in a few moments, but also we're looking forward to tomorrow night and Wednesday as well. So it's it's absolutely brilliant week. Mark, we heard Brendan Rodgers just before the break. What were you thinking about what he said? I mean, it was the game of two halves because let's hear him here talk about first half they dominated, second half what happened? I thought second half, as I said, we, we weren't as aggressive without the ball because like I said, when the ball's up and direct, you know, there's too many times of strikers coming off and... He's comfortable, you know, he's, there's no contact and then he can set the game up and then they can break through. Uh, but also counter-press, you, you have to really be there and, and have that really hunger to to win the ball and, and there's too many times it just broke through that. So, um, so yeah, so that intensity then, if you don't quite have that there when you haven't got the ball, then of course when you have the ball, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's difficult to then just be so aggressive. So it comes hand in hand. For us, the without the ball... And against the ball is very, very important to have that aggression. And then you find with that, then you're aggressive when you have it. Mark? Yeah, I mean, it's 
you know, Celtic have dropped a lot of points, Paul, that you wouldn't have imagined, and, and, and Saturday was in our case. Uh, and point, uh, you know, albeit we're going into the game in a bit of negativity, you know, in terms of the lack of activity in the transfer market, the manager's words about uh, agreeing with the supporters that he wanted the club to be braver in the transfer market and go to the next level. And I wonder, Paul, you know, you look at the signings that Celtic have made um, in the past three or four windows, uh, A, they've not been good enough, but B, there's a definite theme there in Navroski apart. I don't think there's anybody more than three million quid. Now, is there a policy in place about that, which I can't understand? Is that what the manager's up against? What he's saying, as we met, highlighted in Friday night on here, whatever's it, I need to go and try and fix that and, and, and really push the board. So, you know, because when you look at the evidence, uh, six million quid Jota, six million quid Carter Vickers, so look, look what you get for your money and you can't always uncover gems in between the two to three million pound market I mean Celtic have been very good at it but they've also wasted a lot of money in that area so as I said the other night the, the, the ten they signed last summer two already away and one was going to go had it not been for Cartler Vickers the sum of eight nine million quid on more project players why not put that towards a couple of proper players mm -hmm. you know and maybe that's what the, the manager's frustrations are that there's it looks as though um, Celtic don't don't go over that kind of three million pound budget, and that really limits your chances. Good article today in the record, Keith Jackson. A matter of trust is the headline. How can the Celtic support have confidence in the club's hierarchy when they can't deliver a left back for Rodgers, despite having a pile of cash in the bank? And he makes the point about the six months results will be coming out. So you always want to highlight good news, but you can imagine, Mark, the Celtic fans don't want to hear you. You have to have money in the bank. Of course, you have to have a stable company. Yeah, but. I mean, did they want to hear there's 90 million in the bank when they're now nip and tuck with Rangers? It won't go down well, Paul. No, no it won't go down. And again, it's another example of, uh, you know, I don't think that, uh, I would have said a week or two ago, the Celtic fans are, are at breaking point with the board. A lot of them, you can't speak for every supporter, no. but the general consensus, I think a lot of them, uh, I'd have said at breaking point, I would now say it's broken. It's broken and something needs to be done. Barry, from Rangers' point of view, let's hear from Philippe Clement ahead of the game tomorrow night. He's mentioned about the fitness of Roof and Davis. Ben Davis is close. Um, he trained already a bit with the team, but he's not, not ready yet to be in selection. And, and Kemar Roof is getting also better and better, but he's not training with the group yet. Barry, what did you make of it on Saturday? Six changes he started from there. Yeah, and he's done that. He's, he's using the squad uh, very well. People are getting a bit of breathing time in terms of rest maybe coming off at 60 minutes so I think he's utilising the squad really well um, look there were never any danger Paul even when you were getting to 25-30 minutes I just thought it was a matter of time before Rangers eventually got that, that goal and once they got the first goal they were an easy street um, and listen it's good news that he's got more players on the road back from, from injury because what you need certainly going into February, March and April and May is you need your full squad and you need competition for places everybody fully fit and that's the way um, it's looking for Rangers Any word about Seema at the weekend it was sounding better on Friday any update? Yeah well he looked, I, I seen him mm. he looked if he was walking alright so <laughs> it didn't look if he was walking with a limp or he, mm. he crutches or whatever so I don't exactly know the, the time frame on it um, I think you'd need to ask a manager but the quicker they get him back because he's a big player Rangers scored 15 goals Paul for the wide area that's a brilliant return 
and what also he's got is he's got genuine pace that defenders hate so I'm sure they'll no rush him back but they'll be desperate to get him back as quickly as possible what does he say when he sees you does he say hi legend <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he even knows me <laughs> he must <laughs> if he knows his history oh no that's another club isn't it? That's the... calm yeah. down Paul calm you saw down. Willie Henderson at the weekend what no, a... no it's yeah. good just to be yeah. back and seeing not just the, the, the current group of players but also guys who have done brilliant things for the, the club and even before I was born guys like you just mentioned Willie yeah. Henderson Colin Steen uh, Alex McDonald all guys like that bumping into them and having yeah. a, a good chat with them because these guys were some players yeah, let's sure. be honest and and still they get the, the respect that they deserve and that's brilliant what's the latest on somebody who's very much part of the squad now Leon Balligan who went off injured not good and good in a way let's say it's not good because it's a, it's a bad injury it's probably broke something in his face the positive side is that he's a warrior and he's somebody with experience who had already things like that in the past and he believes he can be fast back with a mask so I hope that's the case but it's the medical staff who needs to decide that Barry what do you think you'll be back with the mask yeah yeah 100% yeah. I, I mean it tells you what type of guy he is he's, he's wanting to go and get the, the mask sorted and, and be made available to play games of football um, as I said Paul he, since when he's come into the team he's been one of the best players for Rangers I like him I just feel Rangers are really solid when he's in the middle of defence he's just a he's a proper defender he's got good experience um, and he doesn't take many chances that's what I like about him as a defender if it's on to go and pass it he'll pass it but if if it's not on he's not scared to just get it up the pitch and uh, sometimes that's the best way to play I was going to ask you how was John Suter but with uh, every player behind the ball um, it would be a quiet afternoon for Jack Butland did he touch the ball? Hardly touched the ball Paul no. I, I don't well looking at the stats and me watching the game Livingston never had an attempt on, on goal it was just all Rangers um, I think the frustration is they didn't get a couple of more goals but at the end of the day Paul the most important thing is you won the game and as I said they were they were very very comfortable throughout uh, the manager got the manager of the month award as we mentioned at the top of the show for me it's a collective award those things so um, it's good for the staff because of all the the good job that they did uh, for the players also because they they worked really hard to get good results so I see it in that way it's not an individual prize it's more a, a collective prize so it means that uh the team is on the right way and that's the most important. Who's going to get the Manager of the Year award because that will probably tell us who is going to get the title. Ross is on the phone and I think, Ross, you're hoping it's going to be Brendan Rodgers but it's uh, it's in the balance. Hi, Ross. Hi, Paul. Guys, hope you're all well. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, Barry's in Hi, great Ross. form. Yeah. Mark is um, good. Is Mark, is Mark good as well? Is he good as well? He is, yeah. Big win for St. He's Sinbarin. always good. Big he's win for St. Oh, he's been on fire recently. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what's your point, Ross? <laughs> what's your point, Colin? <laughs> no, my, my point tonight, guys, I spoke to you last week about um, the transfer window and I was concerned and stuff and my concern was that we were going to leave ourselves short. Um, I think after the weekend's game, now Aberdeen just lost a manager, their backs are up, they're ready to go. I didn't expect Aberdeen to come and have a go. I didn't expect them to sit in and... and, yeah. and the game panned out probably the way I, I thought it was going to go. Mm -hmm. um, my concern now, obviously, is that we are in a position where come Wednesday, I think if I might 
mistaken, we could be second. Is that right, guys? Correct yeah. the game on Wednesday. That's right. Yep. Three points in um, it, two goals at the moment. Yep. And I, and I think the pressure is now on Celtic to step up. Rangers are there, and Celtic really need to wake up and they need to do something about this because right now, if you're asking me, do I think Celtic can win the league? I'm not so sure, guys. I don't know. I mean, Celtic would be saying Hatati will be back, but we know he's injured. Cameron yeah. Carter-Vickers injured. Um, Maeda will be back. That is good news for Celtic. Japan yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, I think Ross uh, said Celtic. Celtic can win the league. It's will they win the league? They can. They certainly can win the league. They're top in the league. They now they've got a team of winners there. They've won countless trophies over the past number of years. But at the moment, there's a fragility there, and there is a a toxic atmosphere surrounding the club in terms of the relationship with the, the supporters in the hierarchy. Um, but Brendan Rodgers is a good manager he's a highly paid manager and he needs to get his players focused he's in, he's he's now been dealt his full hand he knows what he's got to work with a lot of the people don't agree with what he's got to work with and rightly so but it's now his job as manager to get the group of players together and and, uh, and get it over the line you know they've beaten Rangers twice this season so they know it can be done they can handle pressure um, it's against other teams where they've let themselves down and, and, and dropped points that uh, people would have found surprising um, but they've, they've just got to go and get it done um, now Ross uh, you know bring themselves together get that kind of uh, you know um, uh, you know against the odds come together as a football department forget about the hierarchy come together with the football department and for the supporters to get behind them during every 90 minutes and, and see where that takes them but they certainly can still win the league. You, you wouldn't rule them out. They're still in a very, very good position. But at the moment, um, there's just a, there just appears to be a clearer mood and a clearer picture at, uh, at Ibrox. Ross, do you want to see them change the tactics? I mean, they press, but in a different way from what they did under Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, I think, just from what Mark touched on there quickly, I think, you're right, Mark, I think we now need to... Forget the backroom stuff going on in the background. Forget that now. That's the, the transfer window's gone, and we can't change that now into the summer. So I think from now to the summer, it's just all systems go to focus on winning this league. But I think right now, um, the style of football we're seeing under Brendan seems to be. I, I would say it seems to be slightly more passive than what Ange was. And right now, I, I just think we need to get back to. First of all, winning games and winning games comfortably. Um, and then, again, it's just get out and make, making sure that you are beating teams and you are beating them the way Celtic fans expect us to play in an attacking way. And right now, I think it's just, it's far too passive for me. And Saturday proved that, where it was into, it was into McGregor, into O'Reilly, then back, then back, then back. And it was just, it's just for me the football the football we are watching under Brendan is just not enjoyable and that and that's a concern that we're that we're going to end up finishing second I think this year if if it keeps going this way. Barry Barry, how do you see the way Celtic are playing this season? It's a different style. It's a different manager. Postacoglu had a, a gung ho approach, didn't he? Really pressing high up the pitch. People with real energy. It was an energetic team and they were probably horrible to play against because they were non-stop um, and they did tire towards the end of some yeah. games. Um, yeah, but it's totally different. I think Celtic, watching them, are more pedestrian. It's more passing, slower tempo. 
and sometimes that plays into the hands of the opposition. I mean, if you didn't see the game, they were wasteful the first half, I mean, weren't they? They had so many Watching chances. the game, I only seen the first half, obviously I was at the, the Rangers game, I seen the highlights of the second half, it should have been out of sight in the first half. Yeah. The, the amount of chances in, in a different day, Kyogo, he's just off it a wee bit, and actually that happens, you go through periods, as a centre forward, he's not hitting the form that everybody's used to, but looking at the amount of chances they created, he should have been getting two or three, nothing up, no doubt about that, and then the second half, I've only seen the highlights. It looked like a different team. Uh, the, the, there's two things I would say. First of all, in terms of the difference between Ange Postacoglu and Brendan Rodgers, yeah, there's different styles. But also you've got to remember, Celtic have lost Jota. They've lost a bad after a lot this season. And I know he played on Saturday and he had a great chance. Maeda. They wasted it. Maeda's been away. They've not a settled central defensive partnership skills has been a fine for them. Alistair Johnson's not the player uh, that he was last year. So been, and I'm not making excuses, but I'm just saying when you lose top players and I've highlighted it many times Abada and Jota the goals and the assists they've not, they've not replaced them with better players there's been a downgrade in, in when Abada's been. so there's a factor right away but I think the key factor is Celtic are going to become champions between now and May and I don't know how you do it right? this is where Brendan Rodgers needs to earn his money how do you get the best out of Kyogo that's the key question for me if Celtic are going to become champions now is it how they finished the game on Saturday when playing a bit deeper and going with big Adamida up front who by the way looked more than decent when he came on is there something there where the two of them can go and work together build a partnership I don't know but if Celtic are going to become champions he needs to find a way of playing that gets the best out of Kyogo because he is the best match winner they've got in the team and if you can get the best out of him you might just go on and win the league Yeah, he's mentioned a player he's, he's a huge miss Joa he's a game changer that final third, he, he wins games of football and, and Palmer's a, he's a downgrade. There's no doubt about that. He's not as good as Jota. Jota, in my eyes, was a, a top quality performer who'd done it in the big occasions. Um, and any team would miss a guy of that quality. But Carter Vickers, I know he doesn't score, I know he doesn't run games of football, but having that type of player in the centre of defence, he's an organiser, he's a leader, he's huge. He's huge for Celtic. That's a great point because the Aberdeen goal may not have happened. No, he would if, have yeah. he would have um, dealt with that. What would he have done differently? He would have jockeyed him until a certain stage when he realised or he had the awareness to realise that his teammates were round about him and then he would have a point of contact with the, with the centre forward. But you've got to make that decision. You've got to, Sometimes you win the ball, sometimes you, you take the foul. You don't allow a good striker to come into your box because when you allow good strikers into your box what are the good at finishing sure. and that's what Mioski is he's a finisher so that for me was um, inexperienced but if that's Carter Vickers he makes a decision to go and make the, the contact with the centre forward Ross good call thank you the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get in touch with the team and they'll offer expert advice on effectively presenting your property. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi and Paul Cooney. 0808 17 17 700 as we look back at the weekend and look forward to the midweek games. G-A-R the go-assisted referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Comforting air quality all year round. 
Wasn't a majorly controversial weekend on VAR, as far as we know. Aberdeen and Celtic 1-1. Don't think there was anything there really at all. VAR, the Palma goal, but he was offside. I think yeah, I know. But it's you... just how long it takes. Paul. Exactly. It's yeah. ridiculous. Why does it take so long? I don't know. It's clear. Mm. Martin, you said, didn't you? The, the linesman's got to spot that. He's yeah. two yards offside. Yeah. So for the linesman not to spot it, but it take that length of time, Paul. Mm. That's well, a frustrating thing. I thought Navrosky should have got a second yellow, Paul. You're right. Navrosky yeah. should have got a second yellow. He, he was lucky. Um, can't remember who was a match referee no. now. Um, but he's, he's Stephen McLean, was it possibly? Yeah. Um, yeah. Stephen's let him away with one there. Should have yeah. been a second yellow. Should have been a second yellow. Aberdeen won, Celtic won, Neil Warnock now. The manager at Aberdeen, he'll be at Ibrox tomorrow night. At Dundee against Hearts, there was a penalty decision which may have been harsh. So Alan Forrest had equalised for Hearts. Dundee had scored early on. Shankman took the penalty. Was it a bit harsh? It was a handball, it's wasn't it? It's just the way it's went, Paul. Mm. Any handball inside the box are given a penalty. Um, I, I think it's harsh. I do. I don't know. I don't know what the Dundee defender can do to get out of the way of that. It's impossible. He's two yards from the Hearts player when he strikes it. Wait, what's he meant it's, to do? It's impossible. Yeah, yeah, the physics of it. Ashcroft wasn't felt, it yeah, yeah and it felt for Tony Doherty you know after you because know, that's they were two up against Hearts at Tynecastle they've led twice on, on, on Saturday but then let their law is at a pen probably but that said it's one of those ones where had the ref not given it I don't think there would, there would be an yeah. outcry yeah. at the Rangers game Rangers 3-0 and it should have been more uh, Barry no real controversy but David Martindale afterwards spoke about the goal which was given as the first one wasn't it and when you look back it didn't go to VAR yeah. Goldson yeah, I think VAR have just missed it. I, I know he's went in with his, his boot high. Um, I think it was Carson, yeah. the, the, yeah. the player. Dave, Dave Carson. David Carson, yeah. Yep. But, um, yeah, like, I think VAR have just missed that, Paul. Mark? Well, it was a shocking decision. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't miss that. The goal shouldn't have stood. No, David Carson is clearly fouled by Connor Goldson. I can forgive John Beaton for not seeing it, a crowded box like that. But when you watch, when we're getting the benefit of replays, when you're watching sports scene the same replays are available to VAR and Matthew McDermott is on VAR I believe and for him to miss that it's such a crucial stage in the game for Liverpool listen Rangers was still a one but that's not the point it's a clear foul and VAR's had a shocker by missing it they're just not getting it right often enough Mark are they that's the problem so inconsistent inconsistent so what up here and down the road absolutely inconsistent and no wonder managers players officials supporters pull their hair out at times it, sometimes it just defies belief can you imagine the derby the old firm derby early April if it's really controversial and they get it wrong Barry it could be the destination of the title yeah man. let's hope that's not the case Paul for sure that's us up to date on VAR G-A-R the Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. 24-hour heating and cooling specialists. Let's go back on the lines. Paul is on from Kirk and Tillich, a Celtic fan. Hi, Paul. Yeah, hi, Paul. How you doing? Hi. Yeah, hi good, Barry. thank hi, you. How you doing, Paul? Good. Uh, hi, Paul. How you doing? I just, I want to call up. I waited for a bit to see yeah. uh, after the weekend and the whole kind of argument about Celtic's lack of investment in the uh, in the team uh, I wasn't really that surprised and I wasn't really that surprised that the guy that scored on Saturday would come back and bite Celtic in the, the back side yep. uh, I've been on before about Celtic investing 
a bit in the best players in the league where the, it's almost like there's this arrogance to cut their nose off despite their face. We're signing a guy uh, for another league that's never done it in this league and there's guys clearly obvious which score in the league and the two of them is the guy who scored on Saturday in yep. Warren Shankland. Now, and I've been on about this, about keeping the money in the Scottish game, improving the Scottish game, but again, that come back. Now, the lack of investment uh, in Celtic, I think my my opinion is that there's something going on. Uh, it's not this is a conspiracy thing or that, but I think that Brendan Rodgers doesn't trust the board, and the board don't trust Brendan Rodgers. To be honest, I'm pretty sure that Dermot Desmond went in and said, "There's your manager." He's done it before. He's done it with Martin O'Neill, and it worked very successfully with Martin O'Neill. Uh, but it's not working this time. And the worrying thing for me is that. See when Celtic go down, there's no way they're coming back. There's never a reaction start, or it's just the boring, mundane, same sideway passing. I mean, I think it was said before. If you were a defender, or even Barry, when you when you played for Rangers, you'd be more comfortable playing against a Brendan Rodgers team than you were a kind of Ange-like manager who, who, who in my opinion, plays the kind of modern day game. Uh, Brendan Rodgers isn't an elite manager anymore. He's he's not. He's definitely not. He's he's stale. I think he's stale, and it, it's shown in the team. It's it's boring. It's downright boring. When they went down against Hearts, they never looked like scoring. Mm. Uh, the the game before the break, boring, really boring, and it's it's concerning. It's not a word you associate normally with Celtic in recent times, Mark. Is it boring? boring. I mean, you look back in the, some of the performances and results this season, you know, scraping a win at St. Johnson, the manager came out with the right pop at them after the game. Um, a last-minute winner at first party early in the season as well, I think. Um, you know, dropping points at Hearts, dropping points at home at St. Johnston, etc. Et but I just want to pick up on a point that Paul made, just so you can clarify it, Paul. When you said you don't think the board trusts Brendan, what do you mean by that? Don't trust them with the, with the funds to buy players, don't trust him as in they think they might walk out again. Don't trust him as in he doesn't have the backs of the board. Like he'll, he'll, he'll do them in. What, what do you exactly mean by that? I d- I just don't think uh, Martin General they trust him. I don't I don't think I don't think they put him there. To be honest, I think Dermot Desmond put him there, uh, and it's he's took out he's let them go on with because there's no there doesn't seem to be any connection, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's the MD's reputation any good. Yeah, I, I don't think Peter Lawwell. Yeah. I don't think Peter Lawwell. I don't know them. I don't know any of the two of them. But my I don't think Peter Lawwell and Brendan Rodgers see eye to eye. I don't. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. So it's it can't. It doesn't work. There's no. If you're. But, but the thing is, the thing is, Paul is a Celtic supporter. It should be able to work. And if it's not working, and I agree with you, I don't think it is working. There's something clearly not right behind the scenes. Then, if you think Dermot Desmond basically called the shots there and, and put um, Brendan in place, then Dermot Desmond has to intervene, bang some heads together. And if heads need to roll, then they need to roll. But he needs to find a way to make it work. And you're saying Brendan Rogers isn't an elite manager anymore. I don't agree with you on that. But what I would say, and I don't know if you agree with me on what I'm about to say, I don't think they'll find a better, better manager if it all goes to pot under Brendan and he walks away or the board sack him if they don't win 
the league this season so if there's problems behind the scenes and believe that it's problems personally between Brendan and the recruitment department between the board between Peter Lawwell Michael Nicholson whoever it may be then Dermot Desmond as a top man as when it comes to it you're right he is a decision maker when it comes to it surely then would you not like to see him intervene? Really? And I think it's been this way for years. Just at the key moment, your your line's gone there, but you're agreeing with that. It makes sense that if Brendan Rogers was the choice, he must have been the choice of the owner or the majority shareholder. I see, completely agree. See, it's up to I'm thinking about Dermot to sort it. Let's be honest. He has a top manager. Yeah. He's a very intelligent man. Why would Brendan Rodgers come back if he wasn't guaranteed? Exactly. I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. The fans I understand don't get it because he is. Yeah. He's, he's an intelligent man. He knows football inside out. Yeah. It's a pressurised job. I think he would want to make sure it was spot on for him to come back because it was the second time he left yeah. under a cloud going to Leicester. That's what I can't get my head around about. Yeah, but they persuaded him to come back. Mm -hmm. You'd have to trust. You mentioned trust, Paul. Surely you'd trust in the manager. I hear what you say about Brendan Rodgers, but he won everything the last time. Do you not think if he feels trusted and given the tools that he will have two or three good years back with Celtic? Well, that's what I hoped. I mean, yeah. I, I, I wasn't a fan of him coming back, but I'm a big boy. I don't need to be a fan. Yeah. He can shut me up if he does a good job, but the job that's getting done now is not mm. a good job. I don't believe it's a bad squad of players. Actually, the best that Celtic have played has been against Rangers. Mm. Uh, I, I think all against Atletico Madrid or that. But it's the ability that they've got to just drop off. Uh, and when they play a, a poorer opposition a lot of the time, they find themselves yeah. going down to that level. They can't break it down. Uh, and again, no replacing guys. Like, uh, Palmer's definitely a downgrading job. I definitely had you think he's a good player uh, he's got no acceleration can I, yeah. just things like genuine genuine pace or if you've got a, a fantastic touch you can get away a wee bit more but if they're going to make this model work they need to, that's why I'm saying they could be they could be investing years gone past uh, you don't always need to sign players for the Champions League yeah. you can sign players for Scotland as well and they're sure. not going to cost mm -hmm. the earth yeah. but we we we'd rather chuck money at projects and mm -hmm. it just I I'm I would never give up my season ticket and all that. But then it's it's boring. You still leave Celtic Park knackered to watching Andrews games. You're struggling to stay awake though. Hour two. We'll talk more. When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market at Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property, offering expert advice on preparing your home for the market. Let's go! I'll be hoping that we can get a victory tomorrow night, as always. And, you know, I've always, once I'm in a, a club, I'm in there, lock, stock, and barrel, and, and we, you know, move on. Yep, you know the voice. Uh, we thought he'd gone, we thought he'd retired. It's Neil Warnock, he's back and he's in Scottish football for the first time. Barry, you've played against his teams before. I think everyone in football knows him. 75 years old and he's in at 
Pataudry, but he's on his way down to Glasgow for the game tomorrow against Rangers. It couldn't be a bigger start. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a tough start because obviously Rangers are, are full of confidence at this moment in time. But I think Aberdeen have brought him in for the fact as he's he's experienced. Um, and they just need to wait and see how good a job he, he certainly does. But I'll go back to it. Aberdeen need to get this next manager right. I know he's a stopgap at this moment in time. Well, he's just in until the end of the season. I would hazard a guess if he does well, he would get offered the job. But Aberdeen, over the last few years, have made too many mistakes with their, with their managers and they need to really sort it. It's been a revolving door, hasn't it, at Petaudry? Yeah, I mean, since uh, they yeah. decided to part company with Derek McKenna. And I think, to be honest, at the time, it was the right decision for Aberdeen and the right decision um, for Derek. And by, you know, would Derek be back in the frame in the summer? Mm. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think what, what, what Neil Warnock brings, Paul, and we know he can win games of football in his experience, but he brings personality to the club. Yeah. And I think that takes a bit of pressure right away from off of the shoulders of um, of Dave Cormack and, and Alan Burrows because the supporters are not happy, they're disgruntled. So he'll bring that wee bit of personality. But that said, he's got to win games of football. That's sure. what he's here for. Be some game tomorrow night. Here's Neil Warnock speaking about the game. I think it's nice to be an underdog and trying to um, come up against these teams and try and you know do well. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm only having one session today. If we get battered tomorrow, it's Peter's fault. All right. If we do well, it's I'm very influential on the on the result. Okay. So keep that up your sleeve, lads, will you? He says it's not a bad line, isn't it? Put it on the assistant. Uh, yeah, well, if they get battled <laughs> yeah. tomorrow night, um, it's Peter Leaven's uh, yeah. fault. Um, but that—that's what he brings. He's a character. Mm-hmm. He has a character. I mean, we've watched him at the sidelines for many years on the TV, and I've seen some of his dressing room antics. Um, he's, he's no shy. Yeah. And listen, it could work out really well for, for Aberdeen um, but tomorrow night's um, first game in charge against Rangers I think it's going to be a long night for him because I, I think Rangers know how important this is uh, to go and get the victory get three goals and then it can take them to the top of the league and that that would certainly do the confidence of the world of good we're going to hear from Philippe Clement will you give us the Rangers team afterwards uh, I'm going to bless you the manager he makes first. so many changes uh, yeah he always does let's hear the manager uh, in Aberdeen against strangers apparently it's really something special so i know that i have the experience now with uh, with two games already and i saw the the third game also in the beginning of the season um so it's going to be a good battle it's for me it's one of the i need to say three four best teams in the league for me in quality of squad so um, i'm a bit surprised the the position they have in the league but there are a few reasons for that in my mind, but I don't want to speak about that. I want to speak about Rangers. So it's a team with uh, with a lot of quality and we know we need to be at our best uh, to take the three points and that's every, every time they go. Mark, were you thinking about what you have from both managers? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's a tasty game, um, Paul. You know, they always are uh, tasty, but I think the fact that, you know, that Aberdeen have got a new manager, Neil Warnock, um, Garand, you know, it's just adding... Um, a bit to it of course the last time Aberdeen went there they won the game I think they won it with a bit to spare and, and, and Michael Beale was sacked um, 24 hours later and now look at Rangers uh, look at the way it's turned around so Rangers got into the game clear favourites very very confident but as as, as Barry said at the at the top and then you can hear it again with Philippe Clement he will not allow them to get carried away they're in a really really good position 
just now, but there's a lot of hard work to get done. And, and it's, you know, as you get in, yeah, it's about ability and winning games. It's also about bottle. What have we got? 12, 13 league games to go. So, you know, this is where we, what we call the business end and uh, no room for error. But I would fancy Rangers just to win comfortably tomorrow. We're coming live from Glasgow. As you know, there's breaking news in the last few moments that the King, King Charles, has been treated for prostate cancer. Uh, we knew he was in last week. He has been diagnosed with cancer. There's been a statement from Buckingham Palace, such as breaking news coming out just now. Um, His Majesty has today commenced a schedule of regular treatments, during which time he's been advised by his doctors to postpone public-facing duties. Throughout the period, he will continue to undertake state business and official paperwork as well. Uh, the King is grateful to his medical team for their swift intervention, which was made possible thanks to his recent hospital procedure. He remains wholly positive about the treatment and looks forward to returning to full public duty as soon as possible. So that's the breaking news on all the networks on the King's health. He is in the best hands and Mark, they've obviously picked up something when he was in last week. So that's just the breaking news that given yeah. that we're live, we want to tell everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's something that needs to be shared. It's headline news at the moment. Obviously, we wish him well and a, and a speedy recovery. And Barry, yep, yeah, it's um, King Charles. He hasn't been in for long there. It's just absolutely everywhere just now, but he is being well-treated uh, in London and he'll still be working but not out in public in the near future yeah and as you just mentioned there I'm sure he'll get the best of care and, and hopefully he comes through that my, my uncle's going through that as well he just got diagnosed with prostate cancer um, so he's going through his, he starts his treatment in the next couple of weeks um, so hopefully he's he's okay as well for sure we haven't found out too much about the cancer itself but that's the latest news from the palace just in the last few minutes. So, oh, is it not prostate? I'm just checking to see. I thought you said Being it was diagnosed with cancer. He was in a right, prostate sorry. procedure last sorry. week. So, but that that has been part of it. So, uh, no doubt we'll find uh, some more details as they come out from uh, Buckingham Palace. Um, you need characters in football, don't you? And certainly Neil Warnock, you can certainly lighten it up when you speak about him. Here's a little bit more. I mean, a lot of people are surprised that he's coming in. Aberdeen not in danger of going down. Look what he did at Huddersfield. I mean, he saved what Crystal Palace, See, honestly, Sheffield United. Paul, yeah. think about it. I, I think, as you mentioned there, I think it's going to be between Ross County and Livingston. They've, they've no chance of finishing second ball, ball at Aberdeen. Yeah. I think, yep, he went through a tough time with a few sticky results Barry but just give him at the end of the season to see if he can turn that around and see if he can get into that top six and maybe get that fourth place because they're, they're certainly not going to get third place for me that's hearts all day long um, I just think they're too trigger happy at times I think they buckle mm-hmm. when the Aberdeen fans turn yep. they buckle very very quickly and, that, and that's not right you've yep. got to be strong and, and, and back your man because it's not been great but it wasn't a disaster mm. he's a young manager so you're going to get blips you're yep. going to get bumps in the road particularly when you're in European football for the first half of the season you're trying to navigate that that Thursday-Sunday shift um, so yeah he deserved it a bit more got him to a cup final still in the Scottish Cup it wasn't great but you know I just think that Aberdeen the evidence is there the past team they buckled too quickly mm. Just checking the statement which um, is saying that it was following the procedure last week on a benign prostate enlargement. A separate issue of concern was noted. Subsequent diagnostic tests have identified a form of cancer. That's all they're saying at the moment. He said, the statement says, His Majesty has chosen to share the diagnosis to prevent speculation and in the hope it may assist public understanding for all those around the world who are affected by cancer. So... 
good to talk about it. Yep. It's probably the it message is. there, Absolutely. isn't it? Yeah. Yep. 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 And I just felt I had yep. the game on call. We mentioned. Absolutely. How's he doing? Yeah, yep. he starts his good. treatment in a couple of weeks. Um, and do you know what? He's positive about it, and that's mm. what I like about him. He's, he's a wee bit of a shock to hear, mm. but yeah, he's some man, Uncle Brian. Uncle Brian. Yeah, great. Brian. Well, yeah, yeah, Celtic supporter. <laughs> hey, Brian, hey, they're making it hard for you, Brian. But look, you know, maybe Aberdeen will come to town tomorrow and do what they did. Oh, but he's a good guy. <laughs> You're great. Only in Glasgow. But he's a good guy. So. No. No, oh, Barry, we have good banter and whatever. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Never spoke to him in old firm days. <laughs> yeah, you haven't spoken to him much in recent years, have you? But, uh, oh, right. Maybe early April. One bit more from Neil Warnock about taking over at Patoggi. I mean, I never take over anything that's flying or taking, you know, top of the league. And it's it's a it's a club that there are there is ambitions, uh, and all I can do is my best. I can't guarantee anything, um, but I, I want to pit my wits against the teams that we come up against between now and the end of the season. And there's a lot to play for, league-wise, cup-wise. I'd like to win a cup. I've not won a cup. Got to the semi-finals a couple of times and got done with referees, but we're not going to that. Eh? So it's, it's a good challenge for me. You know, I think it's um, you know I used to call it a bunch of nettles. You know, that's that type of thing here. I think you know I think Aberdeen is an ideal place for me. I, I know him, of course. Uh, he has a long history uh, in football, but I haven't been so much uh, at the island here <laughs> in the past with with other teams, so we never met. But it's somebody with a, yeah, with a lot of experience. I don't think it will change a lot. I don't think that uh, Aberdeen will play in a, suddenly in a totally different style. I think the style that they were playing, it's also more the style that he wants to see. So I don't see big, big changes. And whatever happens, we are ready for that. We, that's a good thing. Last couple of months, we met uh, a lot of different playing styles. And the team knows better and better how to react uh, towards a certain style. What Rangers team do you think we'll see tomorrow night, Barry? I think we'll see a few changes again, Paul. I think he'll freshen it up. Certainly, it was good to see Ryan Jack come back in and, and start. Um, Raskin get rested the full game. So I would I would imagine Raskin will come in beside uh, Lundstrom. Um, and it's who he plays through the middle. Silva got his goal. Listen, Dessa scored two uh, two goals in two games uh, the previous weeks so it'll be interesting to see uh, what starting 11 he picks but it would certainly be different for the one at the weekend Ryan Jack loves playing against his old club yeah and as Barry said good to, good to see him back I, I like Ryan Jack you know, a lot of time for him he's a good, good head in there um, you know, good experience he knows the club he knows what's what's required almost got in the score sheet at the weekend um, as well uh, is there enough there to go and play uh, two two games I, I don't know but there's certainly options um, there's options there for the manager Yep, and Ridvan got left out as well yep. Barisic came in um, got took off at half time so I would expect Ridvan to come back in and slot into that left back here and it was good to see Cortez get half an hour mm -hmm. what did you um, make of him? yeah they, okay. listen it's early stages I've not seen too much I've, I've been like everybody else I've seen a bit on online about him but Certainly looked to be a bit of pace about him, a bit of trickery, yeah, but time will tell on that one because he's only 20 years of age, Paul. Sure. Ridvan nearly got a goal, hit the bar, didn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah he's growing me again. Yeah. I wasn't too sure. Obviously, Rangers shelled out a fair bit of money for him. Um, Barisic was the preferred left back. But over the last few weeks, Paul, he's come in. 
And he's certainly, he's dangerous going forward. I like him, he's got a lot of energy. The only thing I would say was the physical side of the game. I've mentioned that a couple of times, but since he's come back into the team, he's certainly handled that a lot better. Fabio Silva got his first goal. He spoke afterwards. I'm very happy, of course. Uh, I think I'm a striker and everyone knows we live from, from the goals. But I think the most important is the the way I can help the team with my with my movements, the way I, I can help the team with my work, defensive, offensive, and after. I always say that, but it's true. When you work hard and you do the things right, the things come natural. So, of course, the goal come. And this is it's important for me, of course, give me extra confidence. But the most important is the results and the team in first, of course. I, I read a nice, nice few interview, Paul, if you read it yesterday in the... In the Sunday Mail, it was a wee Scotty McDermott interviewed uh, Fabio's dad, yeah. who played for Boa Vista against Celtic in the the UEFA Cup semi final. Semi final in, in two thousand three. He said, "So hopefully my son can get revenge for me." I've waited, <laughs> I've waited twenty one years. So that yeah, was a nice wee interview. Yeah. I didn't realise that. And nice to see all strikers get getting off the mm. mark, Paul. You know, it's just important to do that as quickly as possible. Oh, I, I, I can remember Silver. We wolves. I always thought he was really unlucky. You know, he, mm. he, he nearly get, but he got his sell into good um, positions. Also, a big, big price tag in his head at a young age. But I, I think he'll be a real asset to Rangers between now and then, me. Barry, momentum he speaks about building the team and in his performance. Yeah, a lot of exciting because I say this after the game. Since the coach come, everyone can see the things are different. The team, the team is playing better, so the dynamics are better. The coach tried to put on the trainings the, for the things on the game be more natural, and everyone is involved. To the guys who start, the guys stay on the bench, the guys with injury, the guys stay outside. Everyone is involved to to win titles, to be to be with the team, and this is the most important. And of course, if everything around us is in the good way, of course we're gonna do a lot of good things. Silver there looking forward to well his career at Rangers Barry overall decent start for him would you say his first few games yeah as Mark mentioned it's it's good to go off get that monkey off your back and he's got that goal and um, look a lot of energy about him technically looks good um, and listen Rangers have obviously identified that he could strengthen the, the, the squad um, so now he's got off the mark now you'd expect him to, to find the the net on a regular basis? No, I know what's the way to, to win trophies. I've been there enough times as a player, uh, as a manager, what the season is, and there's only one way, and that's to focus on yourself and to do it game by game. People who start to plan too much from before or look too much ahead, they fail because they lose their focus. Of course, I need to plan things. Uh, that's my job to do. I need to to plan long-term also. Like, for example, I can tell you guys already, Ryan Jack will not be in the selection tomorrow because he comes out of injury. He has also a history of injuries. Um, and it's only short recovery time in between the two games. So I will not take risk with him now. And we will build him with our medical staff, with our performance staff the next weeks, the next months to, to make him more robust. That's, he can come out of this cycle of, of injuries that he had. So that's planning long-term. But towards results, it's, it's short-term. It's every time, every game, confirming and, uh, and going for the three points. He's quite upfront with that, the yeah. manager. Yeah, yeah, well, it's clever management because that has been the case of Ryan Jack's Rangers career where he comes in and he becomes a really important player, plays seven, eight games and then suffers a, 
an injury. So, yep, Raskin's definitely playing then beside Lindstrom. <laughs> so, listen, Clermont's won titles, Paul. And mm. when you hear him speak and when Three. you hear him, yeah. you know, go into detail, there speaks an experienced manager. There speaks a guy who knows what it takes to go over the line, who's also lost titles. So, he'll have, he'll have learned from that as well. Okay, what do you do? Okay, it's a different scenario, it's a new league. Etc. Etc. But he's got the experience of being a title-winning manager, and that will be invaluable um, going forward for Rangers in the next ones. Because you look through the Rangers squad, there's only four or five that have won a title. Paul, yeah. um, you know James James Tavernier, Conor Goldson, Barisic, yeah. apart Ryan Jack. But apart from that, there's no many. So it's a, at the moment, credit to them for the way they've managed to turn it around and keep on Celtic's tails, potentially overtaking Celtic tomorrow night. But there's still that that experience factor, mm. and the manager, the leader, is there and knows what's required. Lundstrom as well. He was in that year, wasn't he? Lundstrom as yeah, well, just, probably. Yeah. yeah, but not many. Yeah. yeah, The title looks like this: the since Premiership Celtic after 24 games on 58 points, Rangers 23 games on 55. The goal difference is just two. And as you know, tomorrow night, Motherwell against Ross County, quarter to eight. Then eight o'clock, Rangers against Aberdeen, and they could go top of the table. 24 hours later, Celtic back in Edinburgh up against Hibs. We'll hear from Brendan Rogers next. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property, offering expert advice on preparing your home for the market. Let's go! This time tomorrow night, we'll be in the company of Peter Grant and Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain. I see Falkirk lost at the weekend yeah, in, the, in the trophy yeah. to the Welsh team. Yep. So, yep. I see there was a bit of trouble. I saw that yeah, afterwards. And that yeah, a bit naughty. It was, yep. Mm-hmm. A few uh, barriers been thrown in and all the rest oh. of it. Yep. Not so good there. Airdrie, they did well at the weekend. So we'll talk the championship in just a moment or two because it was a big win. Queen's Park winning again. Three out of four now yeah, at the weekend. Waiting for this, yep. The Dom getting the goal there, that celebration uh, at the weekend. And uh, Dundee United 2-1 against Air United. Yeah. Good start for Scott Brown, but it was uh, Tony Watt, the sub, got one and a good assist. Yeah, keeps Dundee United at, at the top of the table. Um, Paul, so yeah, a really good win. Somerset will be a tough place to go to as you say with Scott Brown um, there and of course uh, they're firmly a bit of pressure down James McPake by all accounts that was a sore so, one at the weekend and a really good result what about Morton Barry 5-0 against yeah, the family d- yeah I mean that was uh, I mean a brilliant result for Morton um, and look Dougie Emery I think he's done Aye, a brilliant job yeah. there I, I know they, they had a sticky patch at the start of the season they weren't getting results they were down near the bottom He's turned it around again and, and, and I would hazard a guess it'll be a low budget yeah. he'll be operating with. But that's a brilliant result to go to East End Park and come away uh, five goal winners. Sure is. Barry down south last night, the big game, Arsenal against Liverpool, 3-1 to your old teammate, Michael Arteta. Any problems with his celebration? I see some of them were whining about it. He raced down the touchline. I don't it's mind that. You just get a bit overexcited at times. I mean, what do you want to do? Just yeah. go back and sit in your seat and no celebrate. Yeah. It's you great, know. surely. Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. listen, you, you, you're involved in it. You're, and when the, your team obviously scores, you're, you're over the moon. And sometimes you do go over the mark. But listen, I've no issues with, yeah. with managers and, and players really celebrating a, a goal. They're back in the mix now, aren't they? Yeah, Paul, yeah. Was, you know, and I think that's why you can, you know, totally uh, understand uh, Arteta's reaction because had they lost last night, if Liverpool won, that's it. Arsenal were at the title race, yeah. but they've got themselves right back in it. What a mix they've got up there, you know, Man City, Liverpool, um, and Arsenal. So the three of them battling it out. You, you then get Spurs, 
Villa, Man United coming back into the uh, the mix as yeah. well. So um, you know, there's a good race uh, get on for the, in the next wee batch, and then you've got somebody like um, Mauricio Pochettino yeah. under pressure to keep his job. And 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 on the flip side of that, you know, it's always good to highlight young British managers. But Gary O'Neill's done a sensational oh, job unreal. at Wolves. You know, he was very unlucky to lose his job at Bournemouth, having kept him up. Yeah. He went into Wolves with, with two days to go before the window. Uh, before the season started and been absolutely incredible and he started his coaching career in, in the, the youth set up at Liverpool oh, did he? yeah he yeah. Yeah, was involved there then got, the, got involved at Bournemouth so yeah really good uh, I'm sure Barry you must have played against I him I played down, against him he was a decent well. player yeah. Yeah. central yeah. midfielder yeah. he was playing the right side but technically good good energy about him but Mark's right um, I thought it was he was dealt harshly at Bournemouth because he kept him in the Premier League. Listen, got the opportunity at Wilson and, and uh, he's doing a brilliant job there. On Ange Watch, well, he lost a late, late goal. He'll be annoyed, wouldn't he? 2 1 up, and then just at the end, uh, a goal, Braithwaite scoring 2 2 at Everton. And um, Newcastle 4 4 with Luton. Barry, it's Eddie's. Rob Edwards. Yeah. Oh, what a job he's doing yeah. at Luton. Isn't he amazing? Everyone yeah. thought they would go down. Yeah. And it was interesting um, the January window, they were asking, are you going to get a bit of money to, to strengthen the squad and he's done that no I think I've got enough here I, I believe in this this group of players he made a few signings in the summer um, but no what a job he's doing and if he keeps him in the Premier League that's manager of the year for me yeah and what a tune he's getting out of Ross Barkley oh, exactly. never I thought Ross Barkley would have played in the Premier League again to be honest not at that level yeah. consistently but there he has been touted perhaps for a an England yeah. call-up next month, but Bartley's been a, a revelation, absolutely brilliant. He's a good player, Ross. He, yeah. he, technically, he's really good. He's, when you look at him, it's a waste of talent. When, mm. I, when he went to Chelsea, you think he's going to really kick on. It kind of went a bit pear-shaped. He went over and played in um, France, never really worked out for him, but he's, he's come into he's Luton. And listen, a fair bit of pressure because he's a big name, but he's produced the goods in the middle of the pitch. Brighton hammering Crystal Palace 4-1 and they had to after the result they had last week Roy Hodgson they're saying that he could be on you know um, termination yeah, it's up. Yeah, it's well, it's, yeah. whether it's going to happen now or it'll happen at the end of the season right. but, but the time's up so that um, Steve Parrish is under pressure yeah, Dougie Friedman of course is director mm -hmm. of football yep. got a very high profile job at, at Crystal Palace Dougie's a really good operator um, been linked with Man United to go in there at a high level um, so yeah they need to find a replacement for, for Roy Hodgson does that mean he could be coming to uh, be a firefighter this time next year February's when they you know today it's Neil Warnock next year maybe he'll be up here because they always get him back at Palace don't they you know they get yeah. him back in as a firefighter then they kept him England who's going to win it who's going to win the title I ask you every couple of weeks Manchester City Hill City right Aren't I'm going to go for the fairy tale and, and, and stick with Liverpool and Jürgen uh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's always got a soft spot uh, for yeah. Liverpool hasn't he uh, yeah. lights can uh, down there aren't they it's, it's a brilliant going into the hospitalities in there quite a bit no. yeah. it's fantastic and a big win for Man United against uh, Glasgow's finest Davy Moyes' West Ham yeah, yeah disappointing yeah. performance from, from West Ham actually yeah. um, but you yeah. know United they're, they're, they're kind of hot and cold uh, United you just need to find that level of uh, of um, consistency but please for, for, for Ten Hag you don't like to see managers under, no. under pressure so hopefully he can turn uh, things around a club under pressure would be wrong. You look at the table, they are top of the table, but it's not what Celtic expected at this time. Uh, Brendan Rodgers spoke after the 1-1 drop at Audrey. He said, yeah, there's things here we need to sort out. Yeah, the, the, there's lots of games to go. We, we have to uh, sort it out on the field. That's, that's the reality of it. 
it's it's my job as the, as the manager to try and ensure that we can, uh, as I said, get up to the levels that we need to consistently. We've had a good run up to the break, come back, cut performance, which you would expect was was good. Uh, but last couple of performances not uh, not been to quite the level that we want to be at. So, uh, but that's that's for us to sort out. I'll tell you what, Mark. It makes Wednesday night at Hebs well how crucial. Paul, Celtic need to win. That's the bottom line. They need to go and win. I don't know if it's one of our earlier callers said if Celtic don't win on Wednesday night, he doesn't see them recovering at all. And you know what? It's a great point. And it's a ground that Brendan Rodgers has never won at as Celtic manager, which is surprising. So you look at that, Hibs are under pressure. They're there for the taking. But everybody probably thought Aberdeen were there for the taking on Saturday as well. So look, Brendan Rodgers in his opinion, has not been dealt a fair hand in the transfer window. And I can totally understand his frustrations. I think he's been let down. Badly let down. However, he's got what he's got and he needs to go and deliver the title. Him, Callum McGregor, all the top players that are there that have been over the course, uh, you know, they're, they're still slightly ahead in terms of points on the board and they need to go and show that they, that they can do it. Um, whether they think they've been, you know, they've been harshly treated by, by the hierarchy, that's up to them, but their job is now to go out and win games of football. Barry, the captain, Callum McGregor, who's been amazing, but even his performance, he must be looking around saying, what's happened here? Yeah, listen, you can be top dog every single week. Um, sometimes other players have got to take that that responsibility. Um, but listen, Celtic without Callum McGregor, they would be a much weaker team. He has been probably the, the most consistent player. Um, but I mean, I'd be absolutely shocked if Celtic don't go Easter Road and take a few goals off Hibs because um, Hibs the, the way they play they're, they're so open they're vulnerable so vulnerable at the back so even if Celtic are going through a sticky patch at this moment in time I would be surprised if they don't come back down the M8 with three points the Hibs haven't won since the 9th of December can you believe that a cup game against Forfa um, the new player in for what £3 million last week Nicholas Kuhn from Rapid Vienna and he scored Listen, he's not here just for a few games he's, he's here for the longer term and he's, get, he's still getting up to speed having had his, had his break and a bit of illness but um, but yeah he, he, he can add that threat for us in behind but also give us that, that option whether he starts or whether he comes off the bench to get uh, to get goals so it's good for him to get in and uh, it's something that uh, we hope we can see many more of is it going to start? For example, is Palma going to be dropped? Is Maeda, he'll be back midweek? Yeah, the, well, there'll be options for the manager. Um, you know, Maeda, he probably land a bit today, Paul, back involved. So it's just, in terms of, you know, the jet lag, he's recovering. Maybe Maeda would be on, on the bench. Um, but there, there's different options there. And there's also now a chance to maybe just to rejig uh, the shape in terms of Ida and, and, and Kyogo together. He's, he's certainly got to look um, at that possibility. Um I would say, Paul. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what starting lineup um, he goes with. But, but going by that comment there, I, I don't expect Kuhn to start. Mm -hmm. Barry, Ida, we saw a bit of him when he came on and he had an assist as the two newcomers that uh, made and scored the goal. Yeah, he, he looked pretty decent. Again, yeah, I don't think you can... You'll not see the best of him after he gets a bit, of, a bit of game time. He's not had much game time at Norwich this year. He's just new into the club, uh, so you need to give him a, a bit of time. But you know what it's like up here. You don't get much time to go and show what you're, what you're made of. But he certainly came on and made an impact. The manager said, just not clinical enough. We get into some really good areas and, and like you say, we uh, uh, sadly we just couldn't uh, make that count. Some real good bits of play, uh, but just couldn't, uh, couldn't make that finish. 
I mean, you, you look at Celtic as well, um, Paul, uh, the goal on Saturday, mm-hmm. I think Celtic more than deserved the point. However, yeah. it's a deflection. The winning goal against Ross County the week before, deflection. So, you know, you look at that too, you think that they've got to be better and I'll go back to my point and this is where Brendan Rodgers has, has got to earn it. He needs to find a way now of getting the best out of Kyogo. For whatever reason, he's been in a, his shell. He's been a shadow of what he was last season. That stead, he still scored one of the goals of the season mm-hmm. with, with a goal against Rangers um, seven or eight weeks ago. Uh, but he needs to be better. So how do you, how do you get Kyogo back to being a match winner again and if you can solve that then there's no reason why Celtic can't retain the title what would you do Barry any advice for I think for he him? needs to get yeah. better ammunition yeah. for the wide areas mm. I mean I keep saying wide guys when they get past the defender just get the ball in yeah. the box sometimes they want to cut back and they want to play it back to the full back for him to do it you watch Kyogo he's always darting in and then you see him having to come back out and then go back in again that makes it easier for defenders. But when you, you actually play the ball early, I think he thrives on on um, service for the wide areas. And the Celtic fans will be looking for Nicholas Kuhn maybe to do that? Which I think that, I think Abad is the one that does it on a more consistent basis. He, he looks to just... He's really... Old, I, I keep saying old-fashioned, but he just wants to get past his full-back and get the ball in, in the box. And, and Kyogo wants that, that type of service. Um, but when you're watching him... I think there was there was one um, in the second half. I think it was a, a long ball. I don't know who it was from. Um, his first touch is normally bang on the button. You can see his touch is just a wee bit off. But listen, that's natural. All players, whether it's a central midfielder, a centre forward, a wide player, a defender, a goalkeeper, you do go through these uh, these sticky times during your, your playing days and, and he's just going through one of them at this moment in time. Let's go back on the lines. Paul is on a big Rangers fan. Hi, Paul. Hi guys, thanks, thanks for letting me on tonight. Pleasure. Um, brilliant show as always. Thank you. Um, what what I, are you thinking? Two, I two points. One was about Rangers title challenge this year and the other point was about Jack Butland if I've got time to talk about that as well. Right, so, go, go for the first one. Just to say, yep. Right, okay. About the title challenge, there was two things kind of stuck out to me. Um, one being the Europa League. I, I was a wee bit worried about qualifying, ironically about that because I thought it would add more games and congestion and all that stuff but I was wondering what the guys thought. Now we've got through to the last 16 because we won the group. I actually think that's played to our advantage because we don't have two playoff fixtures sandwiched in the middle of February, um, which could have probably added a bit more pressure. And it's let us focus more in the league. And secondly, Barry will know about this being, being involved in some of the last day title challenges. Do you think this year it might come down to goal scored? And if so, how, how prepared do you think Rangers are? Maybe we're not going for Shandland. What do you think of that? That's a major possibility that it could come down to a goal difference. And um, ideally, I, I think privately, I said this on Friday, I think if you asked the manager, I think he would have liked to have got another a striker in. Whether the finances were there or not, listen, it's not happened. And, and I think when you listen to him, he's pretty comfortable. When you listen to him speak, I think he's happy enough. Ideally, Paul, I would have liked another striker, but I don't know. It seems I could be back in a few weeks. I know Danilo's out for the rest of the season and KMR Roof sounds to me if he's close to coming back. Um, do I think we've got enough firepower at this moment in time? That depends on if you keep everybody fit. But I'm happy enough for the squad, if you ask me. And what about Jack Butland? What's your point? I, 
I, I just wonder what the guys think. I, I think Man United have got a bit of, I don't know if it's right terminology, transfer snobbery, because I, the guy who asked Osana, or Osana, or Sana, how you pronounce Onana, it, yeah. Mark? I think uh, Ten Hag wanted um, Anana in because yeah. he'd worked with him um, at Ajax and he wanted a goalkeeper whose possibly biggest strength is the ball. His feet remarkably, that's what goalkeepers seem to be judged on. Uh, now, and Anana ticked all those boxes. He's not lived up to it at all. He's been really, really poor uh, for Man United. But I remember David De Gea had a shocker yeah. in his first season mm. and went on to be one of their best performers over, over a decade. Um, could Jack Butland be Man United number one? I think it's different because he's playing against what I'd have to defend Anana's. It's a different level, calibre of striker and opposition that they're playing against um, every week. That's not to say Jack Butland's not a capable goalkeeper. He is. He's been brilliant for Rangers. He's been the best signing um, that uh, Michael Beale made. You know, and financially, the board of I think I've really um, shelled out to go and get him. And it just shows you the importance of having a top goalkeeper. Never underestimate it. And if Rangers do go on to win the league this season or whatever kind of success that they have, there's no doubt that Jack Butland will, will, will be a major part of it. Barry? I think he's been a fantastic signing. I, I really do. Um, he's got a presence about him. He's, he's a big character. I think he carries himself really well. And um, listen, he's a, he's, a, he's a top goalkeeper. And he's but, only 30 for a yeah, keeper. My, my only concern, I've said this a few times, was he hadn't played a lot of football over the last couple of years. But listen, he's come into this Rangers team and he's, he's been phenomenal. He's, uh, he had big gloves to fill, but he certainly filled them. And um, he's a hero with the, with the Rangers fans. Paul's got a good point there. Do you think that he, Jack Butland, could be a target in the summertime? We know that Forrest wanted him last week. Um, you'd have to think age 30 it's, it's pretty young isn't it for a keeper yeah it's, it's very young and, and I, I wasn't surprised that there was interest in mm. the, the, the January window for him but listen Rangers stood strong they know how important he is to that team he's very important um, as I said he's he's obviously a voice in the dressing room and that's key when you're when you're going for trophies and you're trying to win trophies Um so yeah, if he continues this form, Paul, I'm, I'm sure clubs are always now outlook for for good goalkeepers, and certainly, or sorry, I should say, top goalkeepers, and certainly Jack Butland as a top goalkeeper in my eyes. Mark, former keeper. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's been brilliant. So, so how do you view it, um, Paul? If you're Rangers now, the business model that Rangers have been trying to achieve is buy cheap and sell big. So they've bought or they've brought in Jack Butland on a free. They've given them a fantastic contract, and rightly so. But what happens if a ten million pound bid comes in? From a business point of view, it's a no-brainer. Ten, twelve million, eight, ten, twelve, whatever, they, whatever somebody's prepared to pay for him. That said, how do you replace him? So it'd be very, very tough to go and replace Jack Jack Butland um, again. But in your business model right now, I don't know if Barry would agree. Yep. I think Jack Butland is Rangers' biggest asset in terms of market value. I think he's a, he's our biggest asset. I think every player's got a price on their head, and Rangers will have a price on Jack's head. And if they come and meet that valuation, I think Rangers would look to do do business. But the key thing is they would need to get somebody in who's the same quality to replace him. Paul, thanks for that call. The Gordon- 
Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get your home ready for the market with help from their team of experts. Let's go! Oh. Some of the chat here in the studio with uh, Mark oh. and Barry on form well, there. Well, yes, I'm just trying to organise a day out for you. You'd yes. love it, Barry. Barry might have yeah. a lovely wee day out for yeah. you. Yeah, we were so happy uh, we'll your talk, birthday. We'll talk off okay. about that. People, were, <laughs> people were chatting about your birthday and... Uh, Despite the wishes they were sending you, Barry, you're here, you're fine. <laughs> no, it was great fun. Did you have a good birthday? Yeah, I had a good weekend. Yep. yep, it was good with the family, getting a wee bite eating Saturday night. and uh, It's always good to get out because you, you don't yeah. get to spend a bit of time with the kids, you know, it's like Paul, they're all older, they're doing their own thing. So, yep, good night and Saturday. Sure is. It sure was. Barry's here. He'll be back on Friday night. There's a lot of football between now and then. Can we look at the games tomorrow night? We'll kick off, though, mm. at. Uh, what about Motherwell tomorrow evening? Mark, what are you thinking for the match? It's 7.45, remember, for Motherwell, Ross County. You can't stress how badly Motherwell need a home win. Yeah, uh, Derek Adams came back to, to Motherwell, of mm. course, where, where, where he played. Um, I think Livingston have gone, Paul, and I, I, you know, I can't see Ross County anything other than second bottom in the playoff. I think, as, as you mentioned at the top, Motherwell won one in 19 games but, but they're chipping away they're, 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 they're getting harder to beat now uh, which is important for Stuart Kettwell a bit of confidence in the team so I think Motherwell will win tomorrow Danny Adams had a great start as Ross County boss but he's not been able to keep it up Yeah I fancy Motherwell to win this game um, 3-1 I'm going to go Motherwell at home I, I don't think they're playing badly as, as Mark just mentioned that's a couple of points over the last couple of games um, and these are the games where you really need to win the, the teams run about you but I think Muddle will have far too much for Ross County tomorrow so yep Muddle 3 Ross County 1 and Theo Bear was, men was mentioned earlier yeah, he couldn't he buy a goal yeah. he never scored last year for St Johnson really really struggled but listen it's a different environment for him um, Stuart Kettlewell obviously rates him and he's popped up with a, a few important goals this season Livy 13 points bottom of the table Ross County on 19 as you mentioned Mark Motherwell on 22 St Johnson now on 24 Aberdeen on 25 remember they've got they've only played, played 22 games uh, Hebs on 26 along with Dundee and then in the top well that is in the top 6 Dundee then St Mirren on 32 after that great win at the weekend uh, Kilmarnock on 33 after the draw Hearts on 45 Rangers 55 and that's a number they like. And Celtic on 58. <laughs> so they won't like that tomorrow night, Barry, though. At uh, <laughs> half nine, quarter to ten. It's going to be some game tomorrow. So yeah, what, what are you thinking, cracker. Mark? Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, I think Rangers are bang on it just now, Paul. Ab Aberdeen will be buoyed um, with their second half performance. And, and Miowski, they keep an eye on them. But I can't see anything other than a, a Rangers victory. I'll go 2-0 for Philippe Clement's team. Let's hear from the manager before we hear from Barry. Uh, looking forward to the game. He was asked about Cortez. He hadn't seen much of him, but what did he make of it? He was excited. He loved the stadium, the fans, the, the bus around the field. Um, but he's somebody with a certain cool. You see also, if you play your first minutes at Ibrox, some players can be really nervous. And it's normal. It's also not a, a bad thing, but he, he stays cool, he keeps overview, he does the right things. He's also somebody who comes out of Colombia. Sometimes it can be hot here, there also. Uh, in the stands, I have this experience with some Colombian players and all of them have this, like, this, this winning mentality, this no fear thing. So that's what I like about, about that culture also. 
Barry, can you think of any Colombians that came out and did well at Rangers? Of course, he just left last year. Didn't he? Morales was. Yeah, I think his final season was disappointing. But I, I always, um, I was always a big backer of Morelos. I, yeah. I thought when he was on it, he was a, a real handful for for centre backs. So I don't think he, he frustrated me more. I think there was a lot more in there. Certainly, I, he knew where the back of the net was. So hopefully, this young man turns out just as as good. Um, and listen, it's good for him to, to get that 30 minutes in front of the, the, the fans and, and Saturday. And um, and he's right, the manager. I've seen a lot of players come and freeze with the, the demands and the expectations that are put on you. But you look to me if he's a confident young man and hopefully he can have a bright future at Rangers. This is the kind of game you love, Barry, playing Aberdeen at Ibrox. There'll be no... Um... We'll not take anything for granted, Rangers. No, no. Uh, no, and Mark's mentioned it as well, and I think that when you hear a lot of people, that that's the the kind of vibe I get for the manager. He's very respectful. He's he knows what he's up against, and I think Aberdeen will come down. He knows obviously the new manager just come in. You'll have them well well organised, um, but Rangers don't panic, and that's the the thing that I noticed on Saturday. Sometimes you you hear a few murmurs for the the stands. But certainly the Rangers fans are right behind this group of players and, and see when that filters onto the pitch, you can see their confidence starting to grow. There was no uh, there was no fear because the, you were getting 30 minutes, 35 minutes and obviously they got the goal in the, the, the 40th minute which um, calmed a lot of nerves and they, they obviously got the job done. But I think Rangers will have far too much for Aberdeen um, and I think there'll be a few goals in it. A few goals in it. Mark, what do you reckon? At Ibrox, uh-huh. yeah, I'm going to go Rangers to Aberdeen now, but, but I think it'll be a it'll be a, a slog in terms of you know I think Aberdeen will be difficult to break down. I think Rangers will get there. They'll be patient if need be. They'll, they'll have good options um, on the bench, and uh, obviously Neil Warnock, you know, just having him and his presence in the sidelines uh, for Aberdeen will, will, will give the players. Um, a wee lift to on the back of and credit to Peter Leaving for what he achieved um, on Saturday afternoon yeah. but Rangers will have too much for them that, that's the key Mark's mm. just mentioned it patience don't start forcing things and that's what they're, they're, they're good at. I've noticed that quite a lot of the games where if they're not getting that goal if they're mm. not creating enough chances there, there is a real patience um, within the team and that's what you've got to have because teams when they come to Ibrox when they come to Celtic Park the part 10 men behind the ball and make it really difficult and sometimes you might only get that one or two chances and when you get the chances you've got to put one away and I think that will be the type of game tomorrow night but I think Rangers will have too much for them and I think they'll win the two or three goals so it's a take that job patience Oh, that's a good good song. What, what about Celtic Hebs again Celtic a lot of people on the socials saying is the trust there in Brendan Rodgers can he trust the board what's going wrong at Celtic the manager spoke about the game at the weekend they were expected to win at Petorgi but it ended up 1-1 two points dropped we uh, had chances in the first half and, and, and good chances and you could see Robert Dean were that little bit nervous in the game and, and we had to try and exploit that the second half we never you know we were loose with our passing and obviously I think the big thing when you're playing in, in, in this type of game is that you've got to be able to win your first second third balls when it's the direct ball and and, and be able to you know counter press really well in order to, to stop them breaking out so so for their goal we were loose with our pass and then they make two passes and they the, the guys in on goal so um, so we're disappointed with that reaction of the players was, was really good they, they obviously threw everything at the game and um, looked like we were we could get the goal and good for Nick that he gets his gets his first goal and then after that it was just about 
tried to keep knocking on the door and see if we could make the breakthrough, but it didn't quite happen. So, so overall, disappointing for us to drop two points. Mark, what do you expect Wednesday? Uh, I expect, well, I think Celtic need to win the game, mm-hmm. Paul. Our Rangers game in hand is, is next midweek. Is it Valentine's night against um, Ross County, perhaps? Or run about then? Because um, I think um, at the moment, the way things are going, Paul, at both clubs, if Rangers get on top, I don't think they'll let it go. Right. I think they'll see it out. Um, so Celtic need to go and get a win on Wednesday night. And by the way, see if you can go to Hibs and win on Wednesday night. It's very unlikely you're going to win a title. They need to go and start putting a run together and it has to start on Wednesday if it doesn't then I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling for Celtic in terms of retaining their yeah. title and St Mirren beat them as you know 3-0 days yeah. ago yeah and yeah. a really good performance um, can Hibs be as bad again Barry mentioned they won the two clever against Rangers the previous um, week Nick Montgomery's under pressure so let's see what he's got let's mm-hmm. see how much his players want but as I said I, I watched Nick Montgomery's first game I waited to call Marnock I liked it but they were just far too open Barry, what do you think the scoreline going to be? Hibs Celtic? Even with Celtic, no firing and all cylinders, I still think they'll, they'll have too much from them. I, I, I think Celtic will go Easter Road and Hibs won Celtic 3. St Mirren, Dundee, Mark, scoreline, what do you reckon? Oh, what a game that's going to be. Yeah. Um, Desmond, 2-2. Two, two. Desmond, OK. Kilmarnock, Livingston, Barry. What do you oh, think? Kilmarnock all day long. For sure. And St Johnson against the Hertz, Barry. Who do you think? I'm going on one each draw. Are you going for yes. a draw? Yes, because yeah. I, l- yes. I know Hearts are, are firing the now. Mm. Some good results. But St. Johnson are doing well under mm. Craig Levine. So a draw for me, one each. Mark? 2-1 Hearts. 2-1. Guys, that's it. It's flown in. Thank Brilliant. you so much. Thanks, Mark, you're back on midweek. Next week. You'll be with us. Okay, we look forward to seeing you. And Barry will see you and hear you on Friday. And your prediction is you Just think Paul. Rangers will be top of the table at that point. They could well be. Yeah, they'll be top of the table tomorrow. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We'll see you back on Friday. Thanks so much. Cheers, We're back tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get in touch with the team and they'll offer expert advice on effectively presenting your property. Let's go! When it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market at Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409.